God. <laughs> I guess we're now live. Um, I'm yeah. Patrick Miller. I'm joined here today by Wayne Poix. Um, we are introducing the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Uh, it'll be a podcast on sports, pop culture, life, kind of how they're all intertwined. But in general, just two guys who grew up in Chicago and the Chicagoland area talking sports, reconnecting over a good absence of time. Um, you know, we put together this podcast for the reasons that we love sports. We are into podcasting in general. We are pretty on top of our social media game, Wayne, more than me, uh, <laughs> given his background and uh, his career. But, uh, yeah, just overall, I think this is a great outlet to to get sports, um, you know, out of our minds every once in a while and, you know, into something that can be delivered to you. So thanks for joining us. And I'll kick it over to Wayne to, to introduce himself. Hi. Yeah. That, wow. Thank you, Pat. Um, yeah. So I love sports too. Uh, my name is Wayne. I'm from Chicago. I'm actually in Chicago. I have the Chicago background. Uh, this is a thousand piece puzzle, lots of labor, uh, did a lot of work on that on the, during the pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, one nice thing came out of it for sure. Um, yeah, I kind of would do some work in digital marketing tech. So that's why I know a little thing or two about social. I was like, Hey, I want to start a podcast uh, since all the cool kids are doing that. Hey, I think I'm a cool kid. So yeah, I kind of just went that route, but, um, yeah, I actually majored in sports management at DePaul and I've always been, you know, winning fantasy football league. So I thought, Hey, might as well, uh, uh, talk a little bit of some of the knowledge and all that, that I've, uh, garnered over the years. And, uh, Pat's, uh, how, where did we meet? We met at, uh, what, um, DePaul, right? Uh, through that whole business fraternity group and everything. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say them or whatever, but yeah, you know, uh, so a lot of good times there. Uh, thought this guy was a pretty decent human being and all that. And, uh, you know, has a beautiful smile. Uh, so <laughs> thought, why not? Uh, let's, uh, let's, I, I remember just reaching out to him or he reached out to me at, when I posted on Instagram saying, Hey, I want to start a podcast. And then he was like, Oh, Hey, I want, I want to do the same thing too. So then we just uh, a couple weeks later, uh, now we're here. So yeah. And then all this fun stuff happening, free agency, uh, apparently it's happening NFL. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything that we want to talk, talk about with regards to all that? Yeah. I think, you know, you nailed it just as far as what's been, what's been trending. I mean, I think all sports right now are at their, their climax in terms of, you know, us, us nerds uh, around sports, just seeing things in the news or in ESPN or any of the outlets and just kind of seeing things that are trending. But, but NFL definitely has, has been starting to percolate over the last, you know, week or so. Um, we've got some major QB movement going on right now. Um, and I think we'll first, you know, kick it off with what happened with Russell Wilson, um, you know, Super Bowl champion and a Super Bowl runner up but a bona fide superstar in his own right for the Seattle Seahawks got traded along with a fourth round pick uh, to the Denver Broncos. And in return, Seattle got two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, quarterback Drew Locke, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, and tight end Noah Fant. So Wayne, when you first saw this hit the news or hit the Twitter feed or, or what have you, what was, what was your first reaction? I thought it was nuts. I thought it was crazy. I mean, I think there was always those conversations uh, last year, right, of of him being traded and all that. Um, I, th I think we heard what uh, rumors of him going to Florida, maybe. Uh, 
uh, for Tua, or, you know, there were some rumors, oh, maybe Chicago to, for, with Justin Fields and all that. Um, uh, I think there's been some things that have transpired previously. Uh, like, I, I, I think I, I heard and the rumor on the good old rumor mill, and it's always fun to figure out what's actually true in the NFL offseason. It just always seems like, is this an actual story or is this all speculation, right? Um, but I think the rumor mill was that uh, uh, the Seahawks GM was was kind of just you know, toying around. Oh, what would what would it be like if we did trade Russell Wilson? And then when Russell Wilson got wind of all that, he was like, "What the hell? <laughs> you know, won you Super Bowl and uh, have been a noble citizen in Seattle. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends in Seattle. Uh, you know, lived there for a couple of years and all that. And all of them were like." Oh no, like that's like their franchise quarterback. Like that he's our Tom Brady, right? Like he's our 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 guy and they love him over in Seattle. So um yeah, initial reaction. You know, it's it's unfortunate. I I think uh uh Seattle I, I maybe I think it was a case of over GM man uh, over general managering, right? Um uh, kind of how I call it, Jerry Krause was like always. Oh, I want to. I want to see if what I can get if I trade Scotty Pippen or whatever, uh, or you know Horace Grant or we did trade Horace Grant, right? But like you know, figuring out all these trades and all that, just to you know, which can be good and beneficial, but at the same time, it's like Russell Wilson's the man and all that. And but then ever since then, now now it seems like they're going the, into the direction of rebuild. So yeah, it's the life of the NFL, and you know. Yeah, there's there's no loyalty really, whatever. So, um, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. I guess you know if Russell Wilson isn't happy there, then you know if the quarterbacks really get to dictate, I think what, where a lot of teams go these days. So, um, whether it's Stafford or whether it's Russell Wilson, if they're not happy, then they're just going to be you know trash for your team and all that. So, um, yeah, you know you can always rebuild and figure out all that, and um, I think that's just where Seattle's going. Yeah. I'd agree with a couple of things you said. I mean, first, as far as the rumors went, the first thing that I caught wind of was probably a year or two ago, but it was actually Sierra, his wife, who was talking about, you know, moving to New York or, you know, Mm -hmm. to a bigger market. Maybe it's LA, Um, you know, Stafford went to the Rams and, you know, the Giants have been the Giants and the Jets have been the Jets, but I kind of got this feeling that maybe he'd be going out to New York at some point. Um, But it definitely felt like last year when we just looked at the team very stale. I mean, he was banged up um, yeah. with his hand, but in general, it just kind of felt like Seattle had kind of hit their, you know, their high point right after that second Super Bowl loss. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, ever since then, when the Legion of Boom just kind of dissipated, it was basically up to Russell Wilson and, you know, uh, a couple of Seattle running backs that, you know, could never really bust in fantasy. Um, and the <laughs> same time, you, know, you had Metcalf and Lockett, but you're always looking at it and saying, you know, why isn't this offense like, you know, clicking into another gear and, you know, a lot of what you were saying about the GM, um, I actually heard, you know, on the Pete Carroll side of things, just how he likes to construct the football team and and what he thinks would take a team from nothing to something. And, you know, the backbone of all of his, you know, teams and what he kind of sees as the focus is you have a very strong defense um, and you have a quarterback with, with talent, but is on a controllable contract. And, um, you know, Russell made a good amount of money uh, in his first three years of that deal. Um, I think what I saw was he has two years left remaining um, somewhere in the ballpark of $50 million of those two years. But, you know, to kind of go over to the Broncos, um, you know, at this point, 
kind of feels right, even though, you know, like you're saying, leaving Seattle, he's just left a legacy there and he's a, still a great quarterback. He's by no means at the end of his, you know, his time there, but there was just something that always made them feel like they're just going to be 500 or, or kind mm-hmm. of worse in, in some way. And kind of feel like foundationally they had to press some sort of buttons and they just, they, they pushed the biggest button they had. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I think we, I think you hit on the point with regards to, yeah, uh, his salary and all that. Is it 50 million he's making a year or something like that? I think it's over two because I think the bonuses and. Oh, I see. Everything he had put, I think it was a four year 140 deal, but I know there are a lot of bonuses baked into that. And, and maybe those bonuses have been paid. I think it was 65 million or something. And yeah. Guaranteed money. Um, or something of the sort, but uh, I think I looked and saw that it was around $50 million left on the total price tag. Got it. But yeah, I, I think, you know, these days, uh, and, and we saw it in uh, New England, I, I think that was a warning sign too of like, oh yeah, uh, you know, if you're a quarterback and you're really, really expensive, uh, it, we're, we're, we're just going to give you the cold shoulder or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, you, you, no matter what you've done for us, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're willing to get rid of you because, you know, we don't want like a third of our salary cap going towards you basically. So, um, you know, that's the, that's the life in the NFL. It's, I think a lot of, there's this, uh, you know, uh, I think this, this push, I think to just get rookie quarterbacks, especially, you know, they're just, there's a lot of talented rookie quarterbacks coming out and, uh, and, you know, this year, next year and all that. Uh, but, it's a, it comes to a point of like, okay, build an awesome team with all these first round picks that you get and all, and, uh, being able to draft, uh, quality talent and surround them with nice free agents, you know, on a rookie quarterback deal. Uh, but then, um, you're getting rid of really talented quarterbacks. So <laughs> yeah, it push is going to come, uh, you know, push is going to come to shove, I think with regards to some of that. So, um, but. Yeah, that seems like to, it's going to be the trend and we'll see how this, uh, this all folds out. It's funny if you ask me, like, if, uh, Russell Wilson was going to be traded or Aaron Rodgers, I think like a week ago, right? I feel like everybody would have said, Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers is totally gone, but, uh, just signed a, a big deal with them. So, you know, they kind of went the other way. It's funny how that all transpired. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, Touching on the deal itself, if we just look at Wilson and look at the haul that Seattle got, what grades would you give out to either team or, or oh. kind of looking at both teams this year and moving forward? You know, talk about Seattle and then talk about Denver and what you think they're going to do next year and, and beyond. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think the Seahawks, I think they're, they're definitely on a rebuild. So, you know, they got rid of, uh, Bobby Wagner is like the best middle linebacker in the game and all that too. Um, and this just goes to show you, it's like, oh yeah, they can trade for, uh, they can trade away to quarterback, but nobody wants a 31 year old middle linebacker, even though he's the best in the game, right? They just cut him and all. So, um, but, uh, I mean, they got what a couple first rounders, a couple picks, uh, really solid tight end. Um, it's hard to beat that, you know, so I think, uh, I think the Seahawks, even though they don't have a quarterback, I mean, Drew Locke is not going <laughs> to cut it whatsoever. <laughs> um, so, and it, who knows, maybe, maybe like Metcalf is going to be like, Hey, I, I want to get out of here too, you know? So this definitely could be a snowball effect for some other players. 
um, that are coming out there and Hey, the bears, hey, call him up, see what happens and all that. <laughs> um, you know, he's only 24. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I don't think they're done, but it sounds like they, uh, they're, they're going to load up on draft picks and, uh, make some solid draft moves. So yeah, you know, they're going to be younger. It's always hard to predict, but, um, yeah, I, I think they've, and this is debatable, I guess, with like how good have they been drafting? <laughs> you know, uh, DK Metcalf is, is great and all that, but then you know now he doesn't have Russell Wilson. So exactly how much is he going to carry you uh, forth? So you know, I, I think they maybe might consider uh, drafting a quarterback this year and seeing what happens. Uh, and then you know, again, going to this whole uh, get rid of that uh, uh, really expensive quarterback and you know. Uh, uh, mold a rookie quarterback, you know, like I said, quarterbacks, young quarterbacks these days are just ultra talented more so now. So yeah, I, I think they, Seahawks have some question marks there, but you know, Russell Wilson going into Denver, like the AFC West now, they're pretty packed. Holy cow. I would not want to be a, a defensive uh, player in the AFC West. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like, uh, and Justin Herbert, it's like Derek Carr is your worst quarterback, but he didn't, he hasn't he made a, a, a couple Pro Bowls? Like, <laughs> he was like an MVP, uh, at certain points of last year. So, um, yeah, it just goes to show it's a, it's a quarterback driven lead, but yeah, I think the, their offense is really talented. They got some weapons there with, uh, what Judy, KJ Hamler, um, and uh Cortland Sutton, I've always drafted Cortland Sutton actually in all my fantasy drafts. So same here last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just yeah, he's like a he's a nice like a uh, um uh receiver. Uh I think he just gets targeted a lot on all that, it seems like. So um but yeah, I think they're they'll be good and uh it'll be interesting to see if uh I don't know, Von Miller he, he's been I think there's he's expressed interest in coming back, so <laughs> Yeah, maybe their their defense will be better. And they also got the, what, second and third that they got uh, from L.A. for him. So, I know. So, they're, Denver's doing really well. They might pull off, you know, another Peyton Manning type of thing over there. Yeah, I think uh, I think Josh McDaniels might renege on his uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, coaching assignment. <laughs> Back to uh, New England to be with Bill Belichick again. Um, I wouldn't want to be him, wouldn't want to be the Raiders just kind of seeing the Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers two times a year. Um, that's going to be, it's going to be brutal. And, you know, AFC wide as of right now um, is pretty quarterback heavy. So you know, NFC is yeah. thinning out and, um, you know, just in the process, I think that's going to be a really brutal division. Um, I, I can't sit here and say that, you know, at least from the Broncos side of things, I mean, you get Russell Wilson to go along with that offense. And like you're saying, if you had Von Miller or, Maybe perhaps you had Bobby Wagner um, on, on a one-year or something kind of deal just yeah. to come back, Russ, and stick it to Seattle. I mean, <laughs> possible, but there is some part of me that also looks at the Chiefs as just being, you know, the cream of the crop in that division and also looking at the Chargers and saying, you know, you got a guy who's maybe going to push Patrick Mahomes for best quarterback, um, you know, in the AFC along with mm-hmm. Burrow and and others. I'm sure I'm missing a, a good one here or there, but – um. You know, that's just going to be a very stacked division. Um, and on Seattle's side, I think you come away with, uh, you know, just a, a suite of picks, um, you know, whether or not they, they draft correctly. I mean, they've gotten their, uh, their bus along the way there with, um, you know, Bruce Irvin and other guys, I think, that didn't really, you know, pop in the first round or what have you. But, um, 
you know, hopefully Pete Carroll can build it up from, from something and we'll see how many more years he has left with Seattle. But um, yeah. yeah, Drew Locke will definitely not be the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> forward. And I think this is a good place to kind of segue because one quarterback's name that I've at least seen, seen linked to Seattle, but also other teams is Deshaun Watson. Um, oh, yeah, you know, that's right. He's a free man <laughs> right now as of like, what, a couple hours ago or something? So, so. It was found that he was not guilty of sexual harassment and assault allegations. Uh, I actually saw another alert pop up that said that, you know, watch the NFL just go crazy with, you know, trade rumors and activity around Deshaun Watson. But do you see a possibility of Seattle looking around and saying, hey, you know, we've got some pretty, um, you know, high picks of our own. We've got Denver's, you know, we've got some young talent here. Uh, we got a DK Metcalf that may, you know, go along with some of those first round picks. I don't know, but what would you, uh, what would you say if you were Seattle and, and Deshaun Watson gave you the green light to, you know, bring him to Seattle or, you know, if you're another GM around the league, who, who do you think is going to pull that trigger? Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Seattle would. I don't know. I don't think Seattle would. Um, yeah. I mean, they they already got rid of uh, Wagner and all that, and I, I don't. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like they're they're going the the other way. So I don't know if it was a situation of like, oh, we we want to, um, we don't think Russell Wilson's the fit, right? I, I feel like that's where you would give more uh, draft capital uh, to basically get someone like a Deshaun Watson if that were the case. I think they just want to rebuild. Uh, blow it up, you know, get rid of Russell Wilson's contract, get some draft picks. Because uh, you are going to have to eat up uh, uh, Deshaun Watson's contract, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's still under contract, so uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be making like $20 million or something like that. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're, if, if you're going to uh, get Watson, then uh, you're kind of more so on the win now or you plan on winning in the near future more so uh, rather than rebuild. And it seems like the Seahawks might be going that route. Um, but at, at, you know, if, in terms of s- potential suitors, I mean, who, who, yeah, like what team, uh, what team that's been, that's been sucking of late, uh, wants, uh, wants a quarterback. And then also has the wherewithal to be like, Hey, you know, he, uh, he, uh, uh, went through his due, you know, due diligence and all that uh, with the court system and all. So, um, you know, probably more so of a, a city that's a little bit more forgiving with regards to any type of thing like that or any type of stigma. Uh, hopefully. So, um, yeah, no, I, I really don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to see if San Francisco all of a sudden, if they can do something there, right? Uh, if they're able to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I think he's still under contract, uh, but, you know, maybe get rid of him and I don't, if they're sold on Trey Lance or not, I don't know, but that would be interesting, uh, in the Bay Area. I don't, you know, we'll see if that all, if, uh, if the culture would, uh, would accept, uh, Deshaun Watson more so. Um, but, uh, I, I would love to see him actually maybe on the Lions. <laughs> I don't know. That would be my, that would be my like, oh, that would be interesting, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, who, who do you think? Who do you think he's going to join? You know, last year, at least I'm talking about Carolina, Miami. I actually, I thought I saw that Miami said they were out. Um, yeah. Overall, but um, one place I could see is Minnesota. Um, yeah. Not that I'd want to, but in a lot of ways, you know, with getting rid of Zimmer, bringing in, um, I believe it's O'Connell um, yeah. from the Rams, you know, bringing in that new offensive mindset, you know, not that Kirk Cousins can't do the job. I actually think that he's pretty dogged 
um, by, you know, fans and, you know, media alike. Right. There's something about Cousins that I think is, is pretty solid. Um, but in the same sense, you know, do you just want to put rocket fuel uh, behind your offense? If you've got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and you can just throw in True. You know, a danger like Deshaun Watson, um, that'd be super interesting. Um, I think that's where I'd want to see it go just from a, from a NFL fan perspective, sure. even though I understand. but I will say that, um, you know, as of right now, if I had to pick one dark horse, it would be Minnesota. Um, but, but, but don't sleep on Carolina getting back in the mix there. No, I think that's a good point. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned, uh, yeah, a good team like Minnesota who they have a lot of good, good assets around and, to surround the quarterback. So, you know, they're, they're, I feel it seems like they're much more closer to that win now aspect more so than I think I was talking about. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see, uh, Watson probably just going in there within Minnesota. I don't know the whole situation with Cousins and if they can, how, how can they get rid of him? Cause I know he has a big contract, right? So, but, you know, if they're able to get rid of him and then put into Watson and, uh, you know, with the contract perspective, then. Sure, I think that makes sense. Like him going towards that wide receiver core. I mean, I think that's that's awesome. So, um, and gets to play in the dome a little bit. So, yeah, I could probably see that. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's any other teams out there, but um, I I think that's that would probably be the best fit if I'm not mistaken. Though, um, who do you think will be joining the 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 Giants, uh, do you think that they're going to move on from uh, Mr. Daniel Jones at all, or, or who? They absolutely should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Daniel Jones fan. Um, I never was. He reminds me a lot of a quarterback that we had a couple seasons ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, we traded a lot of first-round picks and you know draft capital to bring this guy aboard in Chicago, and, and I don't hate him. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, but – um, I will say the one quarterback I could see pushing Daniel Jones is Mitchell Trubisky, um, you know, rejoining uh, Brian Dable from Buffalo mm-hmm. um, in his first year in New York as the head coach. Um, I, I'm getting <laughs> all sorts of praise on Mitchell Trubisky and his upside and his talent and this <laughs> and that. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to dog on him, but I just kind of see him for, for what he is. Um, I read a Bleacher Report article a couple of years ago about how the Bears went about their draft process when it was Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson, and, you know, the, the news kind of sh- shed light on the fact that they didn't even bring Watson in for an interview, which is right. just awful. Um, you know, whether or not Patrick Mahomes, if we all knew that he was going to be who he is, is, is another story. And I'm not upset about that, but, you know, to kind of bring in a guy in Trubisky and kind of trade up to get him um, when a lot of, you know, GM evaluators around the league didn't even think he would be, I think it was something in the first two or three rounds, you know, just kind of sheds light on what I think he is as a talent. Um, I think he can be a serviceable backup. I think he might at best be a good game manager. Somebody who can change the tempo a little bit, but Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't see him as an NFL quarterback, but that's uh, that's ultimately who I could see pushing Daniel Jones, and I and I honestly think they're very comparable. I don't know who I'd pick, so I'd flip a coin on that one. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think it 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 just makes too much sense for uh, Trubisky <laughs> to be there, and I think you hit on all the points uh, for all that. So yeah, I really don't know if there's any other quarterback that would totally make sense uh i mean i i would just imagine that he would probably just 
if he were not to go the whole Trubisky route, that he would, uh, that they would just draft another quarterback, <laughs> you know, uh, there's that being said, you know, they have a lot of holes. I think the giants do. So it's like, okay. Uh, you know, we can just, it's a deep draft. So it's hard to say if like, they're going to, you know, uh, spend a, if they would spend a draft capital on a quarterback, uh, but I would think that Trubisky just makes too much damn sense. So, yeah. And, you know, he was, he, he you know, to his credit, he, he, he seemed like a pretty decent guy. Uh, and I actually, I wanted Deshaun Watson <laughs> during the draft. Uh, but then I was, I was actually watching a lot of Trubisky video and I thought, like, oh, he's got a nice release. Uh, you know, I could see why I, I followed him like when he was like on the draft boards, like in the, you know, maybe second round or something like that. I was like, oh, that would be perfect and all that. So if he went in the second round uh, to the Bears, that would have been great. But um, he didn't. We gave a lot for him and all that. So um, just for that one slot. Uh, so, yeah, you know, but it is what it is. I think uh, he's better off uh, probably just going to New York now. And, yeah, maybe he can resurrect his career, do a whole Ryan Tannehill thing. So, um, and, yeah, always, you know, handled himself pretty well seemed like a pretty decent uh, person and, you know, always said the right thing, I think. So um, if he can make it off in New York, I mean, that, that would be awesome for him. So yeah, yeah, I think that could work for him. Yeah. I think the Tannehill comp is a good one. Um, somebody who's, you know, tall, um, you know, trim can get on their feet and scramble a little bit can you know, make plays with the arm legs, whatever it is. I feel like, you know, he's the kind of guy who maybe could mold himself into somebody who, you know, could be a valuable one or two uh, going forward as a quarterback for a team. Um, but um, I guess on another front, we had another big trade uh, as far as Carson Wentz going to, um, I guess now my hometown, Washington Commanders, uh, <laughs> with a 2022 second round pick. Um, and in return, the Colts got a 22 second a 22 third and for the 2023 season they'll get either a third round pick or a second round pick depending on how much Carson Wentz plays um break that one down for me what do you think for the commanders and then what do you think about the Colts and their future QB situation yeah no that's a good question so this is definitely where hey maybe now that I'm thinking more about this maybe uh, there's just more options now for Watson again like a player that can just plug in uh, for a team that's kind of just a quarterback away. So, you know, uh, the, the Colts were definitely kind of fit that mold. So maybe he, that is an option over there. Um, uh, Washington was, you know, I, I like how what Ron Rivera's always done. He, it'll, he always seems like he elevates the teams. Uh, uh, who was the quarterback last year that was like tearing it up? <laughs> Taylor yeah. Heineke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, XFL great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got yeah. They 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 definitely could be more so on there. Right? You know, they can definitely develop a little bit more talent. But um, you know, I think adding Carson Wentz, you know, what was the stats again? Like he, like I think somebody like had on, I saw on Twitter like comparing his stats to, like every other quarterback. It was like it was actually really good. Um, but then you know, he he definitely did a big choke job. I think uh, at the last game. Uh, of the season to get in the playoffs against Jacksonville. So it, like, that was just hard to eat. Um, and then, you know, it, it's always been like Wentz has always been like, oh, he's got all the talent. He's like, is he even trying to make, maybe he's like, I don't know, like a quasi Jay Cutler. Like he's got all the talent in, of the world, but for some, whatever reason, hasn't been able to just like uh, take it to that next level. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't understand the whole draft uh, trading way, you know, even second or third rounders or whatever to, 
uh, to get a quarterback like Wentz, like when, you know, maybe you can just mold it, but, um, you know, I, 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 it's probably more so, you know, that the Washington commanders actually want to, uh, win now more so. Um, and maybe they just didn't want to bank on this whole Deshaun Watson, what's going to happen with him. And maybe they didn't feel good about Trubisky. Uh, again, Wentz has great stats, uh, kind of like the Kirk Cousins, if you will, just, you know, a little bit younger and a little bit more redheaded. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't see, he, he's like, a uh, you know, a top like average for starting NFL type of quarterback, the baseline. So, but he's got really good stats. So I, I don't see anything necessarily wrong with Wentz. Just, yeah, he's never been able to put it all together. It seems like, and take, take a team to the playoff and then win it in there and all like the one time his team went to the playoffs, uh, Nick Foles had to step in and do all that. So, yeah. I mean, you're, uh, you're comp to Jay Cutler. I haven't heard that one yet, but that's actually <laughs> a good one as far as, you know, just a frustratingly good, talented quarterback who just, you know, has a mental midget or just cannot get, you know, maybe outside of his head or just thinks they're better than they really, you know, truly are. And, and maybe that just kind of overwhelms them in the moment. But um, I was kind of also thinking of Shane Falco from the <laughs> – I don't know why, just – you know, Carson Wentz just, you know, blows it in the playoffs and just moves onto a boat. And, you know, you don't see him for a few years. He's, you know, having a couple of beers on the boat. But, you know, then he gets called into Washington. Now he's the quarterback of the, you know, not the Sentinels, but the yep. Commanders. And, uh, you know, you're right about the stats. Um, I actually took a look. Um, Wentz last year was ninth in QBR. He was 13th in passer rating. He was 10th in to- touchdown passes for the season. He only had seven interceptions and he had a 27 to seven PD interception ratio there. Yeah. <laughs> the guy ticks all the boxes when you're just actually looking at a box score. But uh, you know, the one thing I'll say, and you know, he's getting obviously dumped on, we don't see what goes on behind the cameras with his mm-hmm. attitude or, you know, things like that. But you know, the Jaguars also shut down Josh Allen last year and you know, Josh Allen went to Jacksonville and, you know, they put up six points as a team, a uh, couple field goals. So um, you know, now Josh Allen and Carson Wentz, I think, are in two different categories. But <laughs> what I see, and, you know, this is his, obviously his last chance, but you bring him into Washington, you know, he's pretty familiar with that division. He gets to throw balls to Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel also on the outside. And he can help, you know, kind of pound the rock with Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, everybody talked the world about that defense going to last year. And I know they had, you know, a little bit of a setback. Um, they cut Landon Collins. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday, but you know, that team can just regroup a little bit. Like you were saying with Rivera, um, I always liked him in Cal- uh, Carolina, um, you know, with those Panthers teams that were perennial playoff contenders. Um, you know, I just think he brings the right attitude and tone to the team and, you know, going with the Deshaun Watson route would have been kind of kind of rough given the the PR nightmare they went through in the offseason anyways, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up in their executive office. But I actually like the Ken- Carson Wentz move, and I think that the actual transaction didn't cost the commanders anything, really. I mean, they're getting a second, they're giving a second, and they're, you know, giving maybe a third-round pick and maybe another third or second. But you know, you get a guy who's 29 years old, a couple more years to prove himself. If he pops or even just, you know, plays Kirk Cousins football or better, um, you might be looking at a playoff team. And, and that's kind of the the thing that'll set the, you know, the commander's new history in the right direction. And, uh, you know, maybe we're looking back in five years and saying, 
hey, Carson Wentz is a, you know, a guy who can take a team to a playoff year in, year out. And, uh, you know, he's still putting up solid stats. So, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's, I, I think that's definitely fair. Um, but yeah, his stats always, it always seems like he has solid stats and all that, but there's always that, uh, yeah, has that, uh, that aura or something. I just you can't get, can't get over the, the feel or whatever. So, um, but, uh, I, I was actually just looking at some of the Tampa Bay rumors and all that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, with Brady retiring now, uh, I know they got, they, they drafted, uh, somebody I thought maybe the Bears would consider drafting last year and Kyle Trask, right? I think he, in the second round, um, be interesting if they go with him, uh, and cause they have a pretty talented, uh, a team over there, uh, you know, what do you think about the, the Buccaneers and, and how they go in, in terms of uh, filling in the roles for the GOAT? Yeah, that, that's tough. I mean, you're not filling Tom Brady's shoes. Nobody is. <laughs> um, you know, I saw that they tagged um, Godwin, and he'll be coming off an ACL surgery. I don't know when he's available. Um, last year was just a tough ending of the year with, you know, A.B. throwing, you know, his fit and quitting on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, you look at Gronkowski as a free agent, you know, I'm sure he's either going to retire or play with somebody, you know, who's ready to go. Um, outside of that, Mike Evans may be the only other holdover. I mean, I think Fournette's a free agent. So for me, Tampa Bay, if I were GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I might bite the bullet and, you know, start start trading off assets. I mean, I, I might move a Mike Evans and see what I can get for him. I mean, I'm not going to give him away for nothing, but you know, I'm kind of just looking at what their window was when Tom entered into the scene and, and they banked on that. And, um, you know, it would take an absolute miracle, you know, to get the right quarterback into position for that team to kind of be ready to contend again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it would take to get Watson for them as far as the draft, you know, capital that they currently hold or don't hold. Um, but then I also really think about it and say to myself is Deshaun Watson after missing a full year and also coming off a losing season the year before last, mm. is that the kind of guy who can just jump right into the driver's seat and take that team all the way? Um, I don't know. And my money would be on no. Um, so for me, I think it's one of those years that you maybe just bring in, you know, not a Jamin, not a Jameis Winston because you've had him before. You know what he is, and I don't think Arians ever wants to see the guy again <laughs> his coaching career. But uh, you know, maybe that's one of those years you just get a bridge guy, or you know, you you go with the young guy like you're saying with um, with Trask and just see what you got. And you know, if you end up being the worst team in the NFC South, um, so be it. You hit the draft boards, and hopefully you can you know hit on one of these high end quarterbacks for next year with Stroud or. Um, I'm missing the name of the uh, Alabama uh, quarterback, Bryce Young. But, yeah, you know, maybe that's where you start. But but what do you think about it? Did you have anything in mind as far as who might be able to step in and, and compete? Yeah, well, it, it's, a, it's a couple of things, I think, to factor in. Because Bruce Arians is, uh, I think he's 70 years old. I think he's like uh, uh, kind of, you know, his, his window is kind of going down too. So, you know, uh, if they were to go around, uh, it would definitely, like, I don't think that Arians, and maybe I'm wrong about this, you know, because we saw Bill Belichick, uh, you know, bring in a, a, a young quarterback, uh, after the GOAT. So, 
Um, but I, you know, I was always thinking like, oh yeah, maybe Deshaun Watson would fit in there. Um, uh, I think he makes about 20 some odd million. And I think that's what Tom Brady's uh, cap hit, what it is for 2022 and all. So, um, I don't know. It, it would be interesting, but you know, they, if, if they really wanted to, uh, uh, bring more support, uh, for Brady and th- thought that he was going to play more, then they wouldn't have drafted, tra- drafted Trask with the second round because, I don't think they had too much draft capital the, the previous couple of years. I think they were all kind of trading it all a little bit just to, yeah, get that, get that, um, championship, which they did. So, uh, so it, I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily know which way that they go. I, I definitely think they're kind of in the middle. So, you know, um, but yeah, if, if Arians says, says like, Hey, maybe I do want to coach, uh, for a young quarterback that we can bring up a little bit more, um, and then get on that rookie contract, maybe do some, resign some veterans and, and kind of go that route. Then, Hey, yeah, then they, they can uh, keep the party going. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, it just really depends on how much, uh, more Arians wants to be around. Cause he's a great coach. I wanted him to, be, to join the bears uh, when he was around. I think he was like, Oh yeah, I actually wanted to go to the bears, but they never called me or something like that. Again, all these, you know, quarterbacks or coaches that we could have gotten, but. You know, somebody just didn't want to pick up the phone. So, um, yeah, it's like he won coach of the year uh, as an interim head coach. Uh, when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> sign him, sign him, get him going and all that. So um, I know he was a little bit older. I, that might have been the reason why. But he's yeah, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. Uh, and you know, don't they have left switch too, I think, still around? So, you know, uh, I know he was uh, up for uh, some offensive coordinator uh, type of positions and all that, um, or uh, head coaching positions. Uh, I was kind of interested with the Bears too uh, when we were looking. So, um, you know, uh, whoever they choose uh, to be in there, I think could be in a, a good situation overall. So, um, but who knows if, if they are going to cut a bunch of players uh, in the next couple of days. Yeah. Now, I think one other thing to consider um, with the South is just the state of, of those other teams. I mean, Carolina, Atlanta, yeah. New Orleans. I mean, we've got three There's teams. opportunity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you might be right in terms of, you know, hey, you got Arians in place. You've got, you know, a bunch of guys who just want a Super Bowl and kind of know what it takes to win. Um, you just bring in a guy who can be a bridge or who knows, maybe if you – hit on, you know, free agent or, you know, Trask or, or someone else, but, um, but no, maybe there's more football left to play with the bucks and, and in that division. Um, yeah. That's that, I guess other quarterback situations. Um, we didn't touch on the Colts and we didn't touch on the Steelers. So if you had to just think for those franchises, you know, about what their next steps may be or what you would do if you were a GM of either team, what do you, what do you kind of see for both of those franchises? Yeah. Um, well, Colts, maybe, maybe a little bit of Watson or, or I think I saw Terry Bridgewater maybe, um, you know, kind of maybe either go the bridge route, uh, but they do have, a, they do have good talent. So that's where I'm like, you know, if I am Deshaun Watson and I'm looking around, it's like out of all the teams out there, um, you know, m- maybe the Bucks and then it would probably be, uh, uh, the Colts is how I look at it. Um, I have to look at the, the Colts, uh, uh, cap situation, but I think that they're probably better than, uh, than, than the Buccaneers. So, um, you know, so I, I think the Colts, uh, can definitely use some sort of a veteran quarterback such as, 
uh, Deshaun Watson, if, if, if that were to be the case, um, who knows where, you know, James Winston may be, uh, but yeah, I, I think they would be more suited to bring in more of a veteran quarterback in there to take them over the hump more. So, um, the Steelers, uh, they are definitely going. It seems it seems like they're kind of uh, you know they were very close to uh, making the playoffs last year, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think that it was that final game was really really weird and exciting and all that, right? Um, oh yeah, they did make the playoffs, I remember. But then they they I think they just got knocked out of the first round and all. Um, that was what yeah Ben's Big Ben's uh, last game. Um, I, if I were them, I would I would consider. Uh, it's definitely not Mason Rudolph. I think that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I think there were a lot, there was a lot of talk or there's been a lot of talk of like, uh, was his name Malik Willis maybe, uh, going over there. Um, you know, I, I think there's, uh, probably just a good fit overall. Um, who knows exactly, but, uh, I think I would see them, uh, maybe going the, the younger route. Uh, I think that, I think the big thing is that Tomlin is such a staple over there. I think that, you know, when you have a good head coach, uh, bringing a young quarterback is not as fearful, and you, you have you have a lot more opportunity to there again with the whole cap situation. So, you know, maybe they bring in a Malik Willis, uh, uh, draft him, and then uh, load up on some free agents, and then um, yeah, and then continue their winning ways. Uh, I, he's what had winning season like every single year or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would take that gamble if I were the GM over there. I think they just have a new GM, right? I think uh, or I think. Uh, he's retiring. I think this might be his last uh, draft or something like that. Um, but yeah, if I have uh, a player like or a coach like Tomlin, I would probably take the gamble, uh, bring in a rookie quarterback. Uh, Tomlin's still relatively young too, so he's gonna feel like you know he's gonna be a lifer there. Uh, so you know, get I, if I were them, get a young quarterback and then yeah, build around that uh, young quarterback. And you know, if if they feel like a young quarterback in this draft. Uh, can uh, can succeed. So yeah, that's probably what I would do if I were the Steelers. Yeah. Now to touch on the Colts, the only thing I would consider is with Watson, I would just find it hard for the Texans to want to look at the Colts, you know, within the same division in the eyes and say, yeah. hey, make our franchise quarterback. You know, I'm sure they'll get the hall of a lifetime. Um, but I'm almost thinking the Colts are in a little bit different of a situation even than the Steelers, even though they have at this point, pretty comparable teams, um, just for the fact that you just, you know, you just dished off Carson Wentz and that was supposed to be your savior, um, you know, going into last year. I would think they're in the ballpark of a Jimmy Garoppolo type of trade or mm. Winston. I've, I've seen rumors on him too, which I think might be a good fit. I think that Winston, um, you know, can keep an offense going, whether or not he can ever reach his true potential of what they thought he'd be out of the draft. Um, you know, is, is yet to be seen, but, you know, I think a guy like that, even a Kirk Cousins, if, if there is some movement from Minnesota, um, I've heard he might be a good fit. Now Steelers side of things, I've actually heard that the franchise is pretty cheap when it comes to, you know, spending on quarterback or, or other players for that matter. Um, I love what they have on the defensive side of the ball and they've got some serious playmakers on offense too, but, but like you're saying with Malik Willis, I think that'd be the right move if he's available in the draft, just from, you know, uh, a future looking perspective. I mean, I think they could get into the playoffs next year too, but, you know, to kind of put a guy like Malik Willis behind center and you got a bunch of young talent with Najee and, um, 
you know, just looking at the receiving core and, and TJ Watt on the defensive side. I mean, that's, that's the team that could be, you know, pushing, you know, the Bengals and Ravens around for the next five years or so. And they've, they've been doing that ever since we've been watching them. So, um, you know, it's kind of a good points that you've made on those. Um, but I guess outside of that, um, if we want to wrap it up with the bears, um, how are you feeling about this uh, off season so far? And uh, you know, we've got a quarterback, uh, not, not the QB one, but the new QB one in place for next year, uh, Justin Fields. But how do you feel about everything they've done up to this point? What do you think they'll do, you know, before kickoff of next year? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so what what I think that they would do is it seems like they are just going full force on rebuilding the offense. So, um, you know, they got rid of max contract. Uh, I think they feel good that Iberflus, Iberflus, yeah, I think people forget that um, when he was coaching uh, the the Colts that I think he had like the 30th ranked uh, uh, salary cap for uh the defensive side. So I'm wondering if Poles is like, Oh, you don't need too much money or whatever. Uh, we can, we can, uh, live off of, you know, uh, peanuts for you and, and then you would still perform. So I'm, I'm thinking Poles is like, okay, there's enough talent over there, enough young talent with, uh, Roquan, uh, Jalen. Um, you know, maybe they, they do keep a, a few of the other, I mean, Quinn for sure too. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe they, they do keep, uh, some of those pieces there and then, you know, draft and fill, feeling the needs there and feel like, yeah, we can have a top 15 type of defense over there um, this coming year. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. And I, I think, uh, you know, uh, with Goldman, I think that was just predicted and Keemix is probably at the, at the door too. I think they're just going to rebuild the entire um, defense, just fit that four, three model. Right. So, uh, so I think they're going to go a little bit cheaper on the defensive side and then sign some, um, offensive linemen, I think, you know, they could definitely sign a, a center or draft. I would definitely be leaning more to signing offensive linemen more so. Um, especially it's like, okay, uh, Justin Fields has the, is a, has, is on his rookie deal, right? Yeah. Uh, pony up for the left tackle or whatever. I'm, uh, whoever, it, whoever it is, honestly, uh, whether it's Tariq, uh, Armstead or, uh, uh, Cam Rob, uh, Cam Robinson and all. Like, I, I think I'm maybe might be for, more in favor of Cam Robinson. I think he's a better, uh, foot bill for, um, uh, for health. I think Tariq's been injured most of the time. So, but load up on offensive line, uh, through via free agency, because uh, they need more so help now. I think I, I don't think they want have the patience and they already have a young, uh, a lot of young assets already, uh, with Tevin Jenkins, Borum. Uh, I think Borum, they can move into guard. So I think that they'll sign a left tackle, move Borum inside to guard, um, possibly sign James Daniels and move him to center. That's where he was drafted for. Um, seems like a better fit there. Uh, and then right tackle, yeah, move Jenkins to right tackle. So, and then, uh, and then Cody Whitehair at left guard. Um, you know, I think I've heard maybe they do move on from Cody Whitehair. I think he's going to be 8 million. And I think if they cut him, uh, forget the whole deadline thing, but, uh, they, they would be, uh, saving about $4 million or something like that, uh, for this coming year. So, you know, maybe that is something, but I'm like, yeah, Cody Ware, he, he had a down year last year, but I think he saw it overall. I think he was, uh, I think he went to the Pro Bowl like a couple, uh, a year or two ago or something like that. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind keeping Cody Whitehair for sure. Um, 
kind of keeps some of that more continuity veteran presence a little bit more on the offensive line there. And he's a solid top 15, probably guard in the left guard in the league, I would say. Um, so yeah, keep him there and then sign a wide receiver, uh, draft a wide receiver. I, I think they're, they're going to do both, uh, cause they only have two uh, wide receivers, uh, for this coming year. Um, and with that trade for Mac, they, they set themselves up really well for, from the salary cap perspective. Uh, and they're also getting more draft capital too. Um, I think I read somewhere that next year, you know, not, not this off season, not this off season, but next off season, they're going to get, uh, like $123 million or something like that, uh, for, for salary cap room. So it's like, oh, they can sign a bunch of people then. <laughs> um, and then, you know, maybe re-sign some of their younger assets. Uh, you know, definitely want to prep for Justin Fields, but then, you know, re-sign Ro- uh, Roquan, uh, eventually Jalen and all that too. You know, keep keep your own core together. Uh, they can build on for the next couple of years. Uh, and then, yeah, fill in the rest of the holes there and then keep that draft capital uh, um, coming in too at the same time. I, I think that was one thing that pasted, uh, I mean, sure, Nagy and all that, but, um, I think that he, he definitely just threw, threw away draft capital like it was nothing. I think he felt like he had a really good contending team and all that, but it's like you want to keep those first-round picks, I think, when you do have that first-round uh, quarterback, too. It's like, yeah, you want that talent either around him or on the other side of the ball to kind of take you to that next level on a good contract. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think they're headed the right direction, but it, it's, you know, it's it's always going to be a wait and see, I think, right now. But you know, I love the raid the way that the Ravens are built. It's like they um, they draft well and they build through the draft. And like what Ryan Poles is saying with regards to all that, like he wants to build through the draft. So I'd rather go that route, uh, get that longevity in with being a team that is known for doing drafting well, um, and then filling in the roles where need be uh, for uh, on the free agency side. So. Yeah, that, that that that's my two cents. But yeah, I'm very optimistic. I, I think Justin Fields has a lot of talent. Uh, I think he's probably the most. He was for me, in my opinion, I thought he was the most talented quarterback of, of that draft. Right? I think uh, he took down uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think in that bowl game, and then uh, also uh, uh, outcompeted him in that um, that Q, is it the QB one show or something like that too? That reality TV show. Uh, so yeah, I think he's got all the talent in the world. It's just you know, getting all the, the resources and talent around him so that, yeah, he, he can uh, succeed. So I like the move so far. Uh, you know, what I did, I wish that the Bears got more picks or whatever uh, for Max, sure, but um, uh, they, they, they leave themselves from all that cap space. And the NFL is very much cap driven. So, you know, what are you going to do? You got all that roster, roster spots you got to fill. So, yeah, what do you think about them? I mean, I, I love where they're going. I think what you touched on with, you know, just Pace's kind of negligent ways about, you know, getting rid of first-round picks and what have you. I mean, I think we were talking about it offline about a week ago, but, you know, it, it was almost like he thought he was the L.A. Rams in terms yeah. of you, you give away that first, you get Jalen Ramsey. You give away another, you know, set of picks, you bring over Matt Stafford. Um, we're not we're, – we weren't in that situation. Um, we didn't have a quarterback uh, – you know, I think in a lot of ways, you know, adding Mac that year made us an exciting team. I mean, we had a, a you know, pretty a sturdy defense and we were kind of figuring things out on the offensive side. But, you know, even taking the division and having a great record, um, it still didn't feel like it was our year going into that playoffs, even though I think we were, 
if we were the one seed, um, you know, get knocked off by, by the Eagles with the double doink. Um, yeah. It was a hard one to swallow, but I never really took it to heart too harshly because I also kind of knew, hey, hey, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year regardless, but that was just, you know, my own takeaway. But, but like you're saying, you know, building from the ground up um, has been the recipe for a lot of great teams around the league. I mean, most teams for that matter, there aren't a lot of, you know, teams that, you know, come together like the Buccaneers did where you just, you know, pull a Hall of Fame quarterback and you've already got right. everything in place. You know, you're you're more or less looking like, you know, the Ravens or you're looking like the Patriots most years where, you know, you got to build through the draft. You got to, you know, get the savvy signings and, and keep those contracts low off the bat. And you kind of really develop a culture. You really develop, you know, guys that can build some continuity with one another. And I think that's ultimately what the Bears have always needed. And, um, you know, I'm with you with Justin Fields. I think the sky's the limit. Um, I was actually watching that draft and when the Bears, you know, traded up, um, you know, we, we kind of knew that it was going to be Fields or Mac Jones. Um, my TV went black and uh, I, <laughs> my wife's family was <laughs> over and I was looking for the remote because the remote just, you know, powered off the TV and I was losing my mind. And uh, when I clicked it back on, I saw, you know, luckily a, a PA announcement for a charity that took three minutes. So I was still ready to see the draft pick come across the stage. But when they picked Justin Fields, um, I was ecstatic. I mean, that's the kind of, you know, culture changer that we needed in Chicago. I mean, for so many years and, you know, every year that I've been a Bears fan, which, you know, I'm about to be 35. I mean, <laughs> the best quarterback we've ever had is Jay Cutler. Um, so, By a lot, yeah. Right. So it's just kind of like, you know, they're finally looking at what's happening in the NFL and whether or not ownership is in lockstep with what the GM and the head coach um, and the players kind of need over time is yet to be seen. But it, you know, just sent a signal saying, hey, you know, we've heard you. Uh, we'll no longer trade multiple firsts to, to move up one draft, you know, pick to grab, you know, uh, another cliche type Bears quarterback who, you know, can't really move or can't really throw very far. But, uh, you know, I think Justin Fields is the right recipe of, of, of modern NFL day, you know, quarterback. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a hard season next year if I mm -hmm. had to, you know, put my money down on it. I think we're you know, going to be pretty close to the Lions there at the bottom of the division. But um, for me, I think it's a, a building block year, um, with a new core and, you know, maybe they find, uh, you know, DJ Chark who could come over on some, some lower end money or, yeah. you know, have some guys that are, you know, maybe overlooked a little bit on the defensive end, like you're saying, you know, keep, keep the balance sheet a little bit low there. And, uh, you know, hopefully over time, Chicago becomes a destination again and, you know, puts out a, you know, monsters, of the midway type defense and, you know, brings a competent offense to the, to the field. So I'm looking forward to everything. And uh, I guess we'll just kind of see where everything goes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been paying attention to, uh, to, to the draft at all uh, for the bears or have you been looking at anybody? It's tough to say. I mean, I honestly don't follow the college game um, as closely as I do the professional game. I know the big name quarterbacks and some of the big receivers that may be on the board there, but in general, um, what have you been seeing in the draft that's caught your eye? I mean, I'm also considering the Bears don't have – I don't think they have a first, but right. I think they have multiple seconds. Um, yeah, yeah. What would you see happening with us, and what would you like to see? Yeah, what would I like to see? Um, I would like to see uh, wide receiver. I'm hoping Dotson 
uh, dropped. Uh, he's a wide receiver from Penn State. Um, he's not, he's not too big, but I think the whole idea is that, um, uh, uh, Poles has been very much driven about speed and all that. And he's been promoting all that. So, you know, I, I think I could see, uh, you know, uh, have him, have Mooney, uh, and then, yeah, like a big guy, uh, kind of like a, a DJ Shark, uh, kind of the more that possession, big body type of receiver. I, I, I think that would be a good combination, uh, for, for, uh, Justin Fields and then, Having him with Cole Komet too. Yeah, that big body again. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, Komet can take it to the next level a little bit more. Um, seems like he progressed a little bit this, uh, this past season, which is great. Uh, developed more of a chemistry, I think, with Justin Fields towards the end of the year. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's how I would go it, uh, go for it is get, uh, just get the best wide receiver out there that can get a bunch of catches. Um, you know, maybe a, you know, something in the slot, possibly, you know, keep Mooney out there, uh, uh, at the Z position, I believe. And then, uh, yeah, have a slot receiver, then have Shark at, on the, the side. So, yeah, I think that could be a good route to go. Um, and then, you know, I would probably use the second. Um, this defense is pretty, or this draft is pretty deep on the defensive side, uh, from, I think the lineman perspective and then also, uh, has some really good in the second round, some cornerbacks or safeties possibly. So, which they, the Bears would need both. Um, I think they're short of, I, I, I don't know if they want to bring Gibson back again, uh, for, uh, for another one year contract on, on, on the, um, safety side. So I'm thinking that they maybe, uh, draft a safety. Uh, there's several out there. I think, uh, uh, I don't know. It's like Sine or, or Sine, C-Y or C-I-N-E from Georgia. Um, a little bit more of that bruiser, uh, type of safety. Uh, I think, uh, Eddie Jackson, if they want to keep Eddie Jackson, I think that type of combination works better with, uh, Eddie Jackson, you know, with uh, Adrian Amos. I think he did really well with him and just has not performed the same since then. So, um, think, yeah, you can definitely utilize someone like that. Um, uh, yeah. And there's several other ones. And there was one from Michigan and, uh, um, can't remember, recall the other ones, but yeah, there's a lot of good safeties, uh, in the second round. So either go that direction or, you know, maybe they also do, uh, draft another cornerback. Uh, again, there's a lot of good talented quarterbacks in the, uh, second round. Um, you know, McCrary from Auburn, he's one that, uh, some, some think that he might go towards there, but, uh, a lot of like those six foot, or six foot two type of cornerbacks are in the second round is what I'm seeing. But, uh, if, if not that, there's also the third round. Uh, I think this person might be going there. I love watching the tape of, um, Cam Britt Taylor, uh, from Nebraska. He is a hitter, uh, <laughs> maybe kind of a safety. I, he, he, he reminds me of my favorite player, uh, Charles Tillman a little bit. Um, and he's like a hard hitting physical, uh, cornerback. I think he ran like a, I think he might have ran a, a sub four four. I think he did run like a four three nine or something like that. So he's got speed, very physical. Um, definitely like a leader uh uh from what I've seen on the on the Nebraska side. Um and yeah, good uh cornerback and maybe he can develop the peanut punch a little bit more so too. So but I think that route and then probably also uh the defensive line too and the first uh first three picks. So Something like secondary, wide receiver, and defense line is what I would imagine. Um, it's just a stack draft, I think, for uh, for those three. Uh, 
you know, uh, lines. So, yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's a pr- pretty good wrap, I'd say, for, you know, our first uh, yeah. edition of <laughs> the, uh, the Ball and Breakfast podcast. Um, I guess with that, do you have any other parting thoughts or, or, or one takeaway from today's show or, you know, something you're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks here on the NFL side? Uh, on the NFL side, I mean, I'm just my, I'm just going to be looking at Ian Rappaport and at Adam Scheffler's uh, Twitter feed, I feel like, and getting all giddy when I get a, a notification. So, um, no, I, I think it's an exciting time uh, from the NFL side. And then, you know, yeah, there's all the other sports. There's always something happening right now. The NBA playoff race is going to be shaping up in the next couple of months. And then uh, March Madness is and all that, too. And then. Uh, baseball, oh yeah, it's 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 actually happening. So, uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to, uh, you know, in the next couple of months. So, no, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. And ah, yeah, this is awesome, man. Yeah, when I when I got the message, like, oh, this Patrick Miller kid, uh, this guy, I was like, oh yeah, I remember him. Um, yeah, always love our conversations and all. So, yeah, yeah, it seemed pretty seamless too. Once we uh, got back into touch and started talking sports and life and stuff, it just kind of flowed. So I always yeah. felt like that was the case in general. And I think with people you just click with, uh, it really shouldn't take a lot of effort if you've got common interests and you're good people. So, you know, I'm glad we put this together and uh, we'll echo your excitement over MLB. I was uh, dreading the fact that, you know, we were looking at a, a week a week's worth of canceled games and, you know, if they didn't get that right and they started canceling more games and mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how to, you know, kind of prorate those salaries to the players' liking, I mean, we could have been looking at a pretty miserable uh, spring and summer, maybe into the fall. I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, you know, just really glad to kind of see that popping in, in all sports right now. It's, it's clicking on all cylinders for each one that we cover. But um, we'll continue to cover, um, you know, all the major pro sports. We can touch on college, too. But uh Come come back and catch us for our next episode. Uh, this was this was Wayne and Patrick for the Ball and Breakfast podcast, and uh, we're signing off. Take care. All right.